Logical Progression, Year 3, Chapter 10, Lesson 5. Okay, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen, Allahumma salli wa sallim, wa barakla nabina Muhammad, wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in. Alhamdulillah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to official summertime. Summertime officially starts when we change our time. Because to be honest, huh, Dr. Saab, it's all arbitrary, isn't it? They say they set a date for when summer starts. When does summer meant to start? Is it first of June? June, July, August, summer months, yes? Okay, but to be honest, I reject that. I reject that. There's no evidence for it. There's no basis for it. Today was as good a summer day as it comes. Today is the first day of our summer program, which will last maybe about five weeks or four weeks, something like that. It will be signified by, by minuscule attendances <laughs> with a big psychological challenge of turning up. For me, it was very difficult to come today. Spent my half the day in the garden doing a key work. What a wonderful day it was. It was the important day. It's the day when all the key games are being played. All Champion League games are going to be missed. So it's the days where we pray Asr at 8 o'clock, coming to the masjid. I saw you did that, Robs. So I saw Shaz do it. Zafar do it as well? We see you do it. Allah <laughs> <laughs> always. That is the time. That is the Asr. I always look forward to this. Yeah, I mean, when you know that you can knock out three prayers, bang. Asr, when you arrive, take it to the masjid, combine, job done. Maghrib, Isha, khalas. So yeah, I mean, it's happy times to be honest. I like summertime. I like summertime. Right, so, um, the, uh, where do we start first? Do we start with the text or do we start with the revenge? <laughs> because it's important, isn't it? I will give it to our elder and let him make the decision. That is first or revenge first? You must get revenge out of the way first. Yes, good. I think revenge out of the way first. For more than one reason, actually, because there's no uncles in the masjid. Because if the uncles yani, were here, then there'd be yani, heart attack behavior. Okay? So let me just explain a little bit to everyone who's watching. What do we mean by revenge? Yeah, and is it even right to be talking about revenge? Has there been a crime that's been committed which is worthy of the word revenge? The answer is yes, actually. Uh, Shazada, as a guy, yeah, guy puts up with a lot of a glass, man. I mean, you know, he does get ribbed. He gets ribbed every single day. Not a day goes by, not a lesson goes by, except that he is my, he's my point, man. You know what I'm saying, yeah? What's the Top Gun terminology for point man? Wingman? He's my wingman. Yeah? I need him there. He's not... Like, look, look, yeah? He's good enough to be Val Kilmer, but he's not good enough to be Tom Cruise. That's the way... Yeah, do you know what I'm saying there? Yeah? That's what I'm talking about. Yeah? You can't have both the same. You can't have... It wouldn't work. They'd be like, because look, everyone's going to try and make the winning shot. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Everyone's going to try and be like the hero. That can't happen. There has to be someone who just knows his limits and just does it in the background. And that's why he's called a wingman. And then Tom Cruise sticks on the Ray-Ban, aviators, AO1s, you know? 
And everyone knows yeah, what's happening. Shaz is a worthy man. A king amongst men. And anyone who attacks Shaz attacks me. And anyone who insults Shaz insults me. And anyone, I'm the only one who's allowed to laugh at Shazad's uh, BCD medal or whatever it's called. Yeah. <laughs> And no nothing. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He sends these things. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He sends down these things to test us. Some people He tries with difficulty and hardship, and other people He tries with wealth, fame, celebrity, and medals. Yeah? So I am the only one who has the right. The only one. Because it takes a lot of time to be able to yeah, keep yeah, dissing a guy straight publicly on uh, internet, on video, on this. I'm the only one who's allowed to do that. And definitely someone who's never met Shaz, yeah, like, like three times or five times, that can't happen. Someone who doesn't know Shaz properly. Especially if that person doesn't even live in a country. And then especially if that person's a girl. Astaghfirullah. Astaghfirullah. Yeah, what is that? What, what's going on there? You know? So, there was an attack on Shazad and his honor, putting, framing him in a picture, finding the picture, blah, blah, blah. Yeah? And then there's an attack on me, instead of giving me like a box of chocolates or something, yani, you know, matlabi, yeah? They gave me that nonsense, yani, you know, just to make me burn, because they know that I'm upset. Because they know, everyone knows that, you know, I have served this community for many, many years, right? I am fully invested and deserving of to be recognized, yeah? And instead they gave it to the guy who cleans the teeth, yeah? So, <laughs> so, so... I'm obviously upset, so to just to make me burn more and more, they make yani, a, a picture so that they will, every time I see it, I'm going to burn. So, it's an attack on me, it's an attack on Shazad, it's an attack on the integrity of uh, the Dars, and the, the integrity of Chidu Masjid, uh, on the integrity of, of, of actually this country. Okay? It's an attack on the integrity of this country by a foreign girl. I mean, I just don't even know, you know how to make this any worse than it already is. I just don't even need to add any rhetoric to it. And so, and all of this hiding behind the scenes, you know, hiding behind a curtain. You know, trying to pretend like no one's there, whatever, you never see, never hear, never nothing. So I thought to myself, how am I going to, I know everyone's thinking, was a lesson? I don't care about the lesson, to be honest. I'll be honest with you. Today's lesson's awesome, by the way. Awesome lesson, mashallah. I don't care about the lesson. The... I thought myself, how am I going to get someone back? How am I going to do that? Yeah? Nadif was like, what was Nadif like? What did he say? Oh, you got to get her. Nadif was actually the opposite. He was like, she did so great, amazing. You need to get her a gift. I said, if you lost your mind, son. Yeah? I'm trying to think all this time. Suddenly, subhanAllah, I'm teaching in a city called Windsor. No one's ever heard of it ever, I know. Okay? Windsor, you know, Windsor is in Berkshire. It's the thing. Apparently, they said they named it after Windsor there. Okay, I don't know. Okay. 
I'm, I'm, I'm telling a little lie. I really like Windsor in Canada, but I'm just happy this Windsor because of this person. Anyway, I'm sitting there, maybe about half an hour left to go, 10 minutes left to go of my lesson, of our weekly cl our class, the weekend, practice house. I'm stumped. I've got no idea what's going to happen. Then, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, his, 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 his system, it's a mysterious system. You just don't know. Because the guy stands up and he goes, yeah, um, I just want to play a video where we're celebrating any of the achievements of XYZ, blah, blah, blah. And I said, oh, turn around. And I was subjected to, without doubt, the funniest video. I laughed so much that I nearly coughed blood. Okay? And I said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent this video right there and then. And it was then that it occurred to me, you know what? Never mess with the awliya. Okay? Don't mess with AE because the universe will somehow get revenge. The universe will take care of it. So I'm just letting you guys know that I have a good relationship with all of you. Okay? There's never any reason for us to ever fall out. Okay? But if you fall out, make quick toba and make sure you get the chocolates in. Because I'm scared for you. Because it's not me who will get you back. It's the universe that will get you back. It's the forces of nature. I hope these girls are listening carefully. Okay? You will be got back really badly. And so I present to you revenge. Take it away, Mr. Shazad Salim. I'll see it on the screen. It doesn't matter. Dr. Shazad is saying, where's the cuss? This is amazing. 
this, this is amazing. He's confused. Everyone's confused. I'm just saying with that, yeah. Don't mess with your elders. <laughs> yeah. Don't mess yani, with the scholars. Don't mess with Shazad. Don't mess with the Oliya. Don't mess with the AE. Okay? It's done. It's done. Just play the game according to the rules. Keep it professional. Yeah? Don't make it anything more than that. How huh, Bob's? That's how we exist, isn't it? That's how we operate, yeah? Dr. Zad, do you agree? Yeah, well, okay, then. All right. Can we now do some lesson now, yeah? <laughs> yeah? Can I just tell you what happened, yeah? By the way, when, I, when that video came, my girl, she hid underneath the table. <laughs> hid underneath the table. You know, I laughed so much, I nearly bled out my eyes. Anyway. Honestly, I laugh too much when my head's hurting. You know when you laugh too much when your head starts to hurt? Ugh, my head's gone dizzy. Right. <coughs> Bismillah. <laughs> What's going on? Right, okay, tell her. Right. I think the dad just joined the class. Okay. <laughs> I don't care where she is or whatever. The world has now witnessed. Right, come on now. I increase the size because I can't see anything. I've had an aneurysm now. My eyes don't even work anymore. I want more. And one more. And another one. There we go. Move it then to the front or to the side. You can't do that, yeah? Okay then. Alright, Bismillah. This is a whole new section then, okay? We've done everything that we've done last time. Now we're going to cover quite a bit, inshallah, hopefully this time. And it starts off with the statement of Imam Al Hajawi, alayhi rahmatullah. إلى قوعيه وكذا الترتيب والموالى في حدث أصغر وتشترط النية لما يتيمم له من حدث أو غيره فإن وأحدها لم يجزئه عن الآخر وإن نفلا أو أطلق لم يصلي به فرضا وإن صلى كل وقته فروضا ونوافل so the translation of this section is that it is obligatory to make tayammum with pure dirt which has not been baked and it has intrinsic dust. Its obligatory actions of tayammum are number one, wiping the face, number two, wiping the hands including the wrists, number three, maintaining the above order, and number four, keeping everything continuous. And muala, we cover that in hadith, in, in wudu, both in the case of both in the case of minor ritual impurity. That, just, just so that you understand the translation there, okay, that was a bit tricky there. I needed to really repeat, repeat that statement, both in the, in the case of minor ritual impurity, should have been after three and four. But I kind of done a comma and I said both in the case of minor ritual impurity. So uh, three and four, Tiyamun, if you remember, we mentioned this last week and the week before, for those who've been you know, paying attention, that in the ghusl replacement, in ghusl themselves, in ghusl, the Hanbalis, they do not consider it necessary to have order, tartib, and so on. Okay, And even muala, which is continuity, meaning no massive time gaps. That's not a big thing. Whereas in wudu, in the small, they do require it. So that's why in the case of minor ritual impurity, you must maintain the above order and keep everything continuous. Anyway, it is a condition, yani shart, yeah? It is a condition to intend the lifting of the ritual impurity or any other reason that tiyamun is being made for. 
If he, uh, uh, I'll explain this anyway. Yeah. If he intended only one, then it does not suffice for the other. If he intended something supererogatory, or he did not specify anything at all, then he is not to pray an obligatory prayer with it. If he did intend the obligatory, then he can pray all obligatory and supererogatory prayers during that specific time. So that's the section that we're going to be covering hopefully in the next one, two sessions. I want to say that a lot of this is stuff that we've covered before theoretically, okay, in wudu, yani from a point of view of continuity and this and that and whatever, okay, and niya and obligation. And so we should be able to move through this very smoothly. And that's the advantage of taking things logically, okay, going step by step. So this is now referring to page 390 in uh, Ash-Sharh al-Mumti'ah, okay. So what does he, uh, what does Sheikh Al-Uthameen alayhi rahmatullah, what does he start off with? He says that, that it's clearly, it's clear that for tayammum to actually uh, be applicable, there are conditions to the actual atayammamu bihi, the thing which you will use to make tayammum with, okay? What are you? Lima yutayammamu bihi. This is a use of the verb to indicate that which is used to make tayammum with, Okay. What are its conditions? Well, I want to say to you before we start that we're going to go into the details of the conditions that the madhab states, but you will see that our talk position is, is completely different. Completely different, okay? So, what does the madhab say? First of all, it says it must be turab, okay? Turab. Now, turab um, it is, if I was speaking in English, dirt. And when I say dirt, by dirt, I don't mean sand and I don't mean stones. So when you hear the word turab, you know that we're not talking about hajar, we're not talking about ramal. We are talking about just the normal dirt that we have in the garden, towards the trees, you know, that kind of thing. If you dig up the grass underneath, just proper earth. And that, that actually is a difficult word because you think that, you know, certain words apply to it, but then you realize it's not. But I think soil, dirt, earth, I think these are the three key words. Are there any others? Mud. Now, mud, the problem with mud is that you have this kind of idea that mud has water with it, yes? But I think you also get the idea that mud doesn't always have to have water. Or is it, when you say the word mud, does it, does it, does it necessitate that it's wet? So we have some no's and we have some yeses. Is mud by definition wet? Okay, because I don't know. I don't know. Because if it is, if mud is, by definition, water-based, then it is not turab. Okay? We are talking dry, normal earth surface. Okay? So that's the first thing. The, the madhab, and indeed the majority of the madhahib, they insist it must be turab. Okay? Um, and, فَإِنْ عَذِمَ الْتُرَابِ كَمَا لَوْ كَانَ فِي الْبَرْوِ لَيْسَ فِيهِ إِلَّا رَمْ أو ليس فيه إلا طين لكثرة الأمطار فيصلي بلا تيمم. Therefore, the upshot of this position is that according to the madhab, if they are in a desert or they are in like a tropical kind of uh, rainforest or whatever, where all of the ground is soaked, or in a desert where it's all sand and no ground, no no earth, then what do they do? They pray without making tiyamum. They pray exactly as they are. Is that clear? That's the position of the madhab. 
Nothing. No tiyammum, nothing at all. Why is that? Because the uh, reason is the statement of the Prophet it is the Turab, and in, in one narration, its dirt has been made for us purifying. That's hadith which is narrated by Ibn Abi Shayba uh, on the authority of Ali ibn Abi Talib and Al Haythami, Ibn Hajar Al Haythami, the Muhaddith, the other one. He said this hadith is Hassan. Okay, narrated by Ibn Abi Shayba and narrated by Imam Ahmed. Sorry, you know, I got that completely wrong. That's the next hadith. Uh, the, uh, the hadith that I just mentioned is hadith narrated by a Muslim on the authority of Hudayfa. It's, it's dirt has been made for us purifying. And the one that is well known is its earth has been made for me purifying for. That's narrated by Ibn Abi Shayba and by Imam Ahmed and hadith Hassan. Both are authentic. Okay, and then we also know uh, He goes that also that the hadith that you know the Prophet ﷺ said that the earth has been made for me as a place of prostration and uh, uh, purifying. Earth, al-ard. Now there, al-ard means ground, not earth. I beg your pardon. Okay, al-ard. Well, actually, ard linguistically means the world. Yes. Al-Ard wa-Samawati wa-Ard, yeah? Heavens and the earth. Al-Ard there in this, in, this, in this hadith obviously means that which you walk on, the ground. So the Prophet ﷺ said that the ground has been made for me a place of prostration and purification. They said, the Madahibs, the Madahib, they said that this general word has been specified by the word Turab. So the word ground is Aam and the word Turab is Khas. So, earth has been specified by only Turab and only ever Turab. Okay? Okay. Our response to this, and it can be responded to this, أكرم الطلبة فهذا عام فإذا قلت أكرم زيد وهو من الطلبة فهذا لا يخصص العام لأنك ذكرت زيدا بحكم يوافق العام Basically, Sheikh is trying to explain a principle He says, to be honest, this is actually a weak argument to say that, uh, that um, when the Prophet ﷺ says that the ground has been made for me pure then the word uh, turab has been used in another hadith this is the actual application and the only application, the specific yani, identification of the general phrase earth. Sheikh Uthameen says that's not the case. This is not always the case. As long as the uh, basic principles remain the same, the characteristics remain the same, it doesn't mean it's the only application, meaning it can also possibly be another thing that has the same characteristics. For example, he gives an Arabic example. He goes, if you, you someone says to you, be nice to the students. Okay, be nice to the students. And then someone says, be nice to Zaid. He's one of the students. Okay. The point here is, this being nice to students, nice to Zaid, does not, does not mean that he is the only person uh, that yani, can be 
uh, be nice to, and um, it restricts the, the niceness only to Zayd. He's just one of them. He is a student. The characteristic of being a student is in Zayd, so therefore we can be nice to him and cover the issue. Meaning that it's not, not, it's not necessary that this is only restricted to, uh, to, to one thing. And in our point, to Turah. Okay? Now, so therefore some of the, 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 the scholars then therefore they basically said, and, and Sheikh Uthameen goes into some kind of a, a, a few examples, and I don't want to get into those because they are deep usul examples, okay? And I don't mean that it is, it's just, it's not so, I don't, I just want to say that it's not relevant yeah, for our discussion. The, 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 key, the key to understand is that having one example of the earth does not mean that that is the only one that should be applied. Earth and then dirt does not mean that dirt is all of the earth. Earth has other things and if the same can be achieved by other aspects of the earth, then it should be given a chance. That's why Sheikh Uthameen puts the opinion forward. He goes, the correct position is, He goes, actually the correct position is that tayammum is not specified or restricted to dirt only. Rather, it is, it is applicable to anything that rises to the top of the earth. So any surface on the ground. Any surface on the ground. Okay? He goes, the evidence for this is as follows. Number one, the statement of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He said, فَتَيَمَّمُوا سَعِيدًا طَيِّبًا In Surah Al-Ma'idah verse 6. فَتَيَمَّمُوا سَعِيدًا طَيِّبًا Let's look at the Arabic here. فَتَيَمَّمُوا Make tayammum. So we know that tayammum is... Okay, that's fine. That's that process. With what? فَتَيَمَّمُوا سَعِيدًا طَيِّبًا Sa'id, Sa'd, Ain, Ya, Dal, okay, comes from, Yani, Tasa'ada. Yani, a Sa'ud is when you rise, when you go up, okay? So, a Sa'ud is when you go up. So, Sa'id in this language here has been interpreted as the dirt only for the fact that it is on top of the, it's a surface basically, so it's the top. So they are actually restricting the linguistic meaning of Sa'id to dirt when linguistically it actually means anything which is on top. And that's why Sheikh Muhammad, Sheikh Muhammad Salih ibn Faymin, Sheikh Muhammad Uqtara Shanqiti and other scholars, they said anything which goes to the top of the surface and takes the top of the surface of the earth or the ground, it will be called Sa'id. It will be Sa'id because it got itself to the top. That therefore means sand is in. It means stones are in. It means like, uh, I don't know, what, what other options are there? Grass, Grass is not stingy. Grass is a, 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 um, a plant, but obviously the, 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 the base of the grass, yeah, no problem. And so on and so forth. And so on and so forth. Okay? Wallahu subhanahu wa ta'ala, and the nas, you know, uh, he says, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows that the people, they are going on journeys where the, sometimes the roads and paths, they are made of sand, sometimes they're made of stone, in the mountains, for example, and sometimes they're going in places where there's earth. And so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not specify one thing over another, that's why it said, Sa'id and Tayyibah. 
Tayyiba here means pure. Tayyiba means good and pure. So it is anything which is on top surface of the earth which is not najis. That's what the verse says basically. The second evidence is that Nabi Sallallahu when he was in the Ghazwat Tabuk, okay, when he went to Tabuk, he his path involved much walking in the desert. Huge yani, distances in the desert and only the desert, which we all know is nothing but sand. I mean proper sand, pure sand. There's no dirt anywhere. And there's not a single evidence to show that A, that A, that he carried any turab with him, and B, that he prayed without tayammum. These are the two things, right? Either the A, that he would carry a turab with him, dirt, and he would hit it with him, and then he would pray, or the other evidence would be that he, as the Hanbali said, that he would just pray without doing any form of wudu or tayammum. We don't have that. So the basic asal is what? Our basic asal is that if he had water, he would have used it. If he didn't have water, then he would have made tayammum on the sand. If someone was to turn around and say, well, hold on, it's a, poss- it's a possibility that actually uh, what you're suggesting is also not a proof because you need to prove that he did tayammum on the sand. We'll say, well, at least the one thing that we can say is that there's no way to prove that he only did it upon earth. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? So it might not be the strongest of evidences for us, but it's certainly a response to them, which is only restricting it to dirt. Okay? And so for that reason, it is Sheikh Uthameen's position, as well as the class position, that any surface can be used. Any surface. Now, we're going to carry on yani, bit by bit before we kind of open it up. The second part is that it is Tahur. That it is, now if you remember, okay, Tahur means what? What does Tahur mean? What did we say if you back back to year one and two? What does Tahur mean? Purifying. Okay? We said that in the humbly madhab, and in fact, number of madhahib, they divide all these kind of things into three categories, isn't it? Yes? What is it? Tahur, which is purifying. Tahir, which is pure. What does pure mean? What does pure mean? According to them, pure means it's clean, but it can't be used to cleanse. It's pure, but it can't be used to purify. Okay? And then you have najas, which is, you know, dirty uh, filth. Okay? So this is the case of water, and they apply it to dirt as well. They apply it to dirt as well. So... Uh, let's look at this. The Hanbalis, I said, it has to be tahur. Therefore, it can't be najis. Therefore, if you come across some dirt that has had urine in it or feces in it, then it can't be used. Okay? And that is because Allah says, فَتَيَمَّمُ سَعِيدًا طَيِّبًا Use tayyib sa'id. And of course, if it's got najis on it, then it's not allowed. Yep. And there's no doubt about that. And we agree upon them that yeah, there's no issue at all. But also, also, according to the Hanbalis, tahir a dirt is also unacceptable. Give me an example of tahir dirt. Someone give me an example. Hanbali said you can't use najis dirt and you can't use tahir dirt. Only tahur dirt. I gave you an example of najis. You give me an example of tahir. Anyone online? Anyone? Think back to chapter of Wudu.
Anyone? Something like some colored, colored soil or something. <laughs> you know, I have to take, I received a message. I'm gonna read this, okay? I re re received a message. La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah. I will fly to Manchester and I will kill you. <laughs> but yet, I will sneak capsaicin pills. Capsaicin, uh, that's quality. Because that kills. In your food and kill your taste buds so you will never again be able to savor the taste of Kansas. <laughs> whatever it's called. Or HD ice cream. And I will also send Suarez to your house to bite your young children in the night. <laughs> That's a wicked line. <laughs> so sorry to bite the kids. That's a quality line. That's awesome, bro. Don't mess, you see? Never mess. Come on, did you guys come in an example? Goodness me, man. How are you lot? Come on. Coloured soil or something. No. No. Coloured soil. Come on, man. That's a major fail, by the way. That's a major fail. Not even one example. Tired soil would be clean soil, normal soil that someone has used and they've picked it up and then you use the same one. That's a, the easiest and most common example. Clean water, absolutely fine. Clean soil, absolutely fine. No, nothing. But because it has been spiritually used elsewhere, okay, because it's been used by him to be, be beaten, for example, and wiped off his hands, it's mustamal. Remember, we, we spoke about that, the, the concept of used water in wudu. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so Negus is clear. It has feces, it has poo, it has urine, dirty. This, according to the Hamblies, is actually clean soil, but someone's already used it. Okay, it's not dirty, but someone just used it. Okay, and then the whore, of course, is purifying. That's the position of the madhab. As for the correct position, okay, as for the correct position, then it is the class position is like what we chose for water. We went into all three, didn't we? But we said that the only type water can only be of how many types? Two types. Okay. It is tahor or najis. It is either pure and purifying or it is najis. And likewise, dirt is either pure or purifying or it's najis. There's, not, no, there's no middle ground. There's no tahir state. Okay? Or no evidence for it. The next one is that it is ghayra muhtarak. Yani it can't be burnt. It can't be baked. So we're talking about uh, cement, for example. We're talking about clay or porcelain or in its powder form. Anything which has been kind of manufactured then you can't use that. That's an artificial uh, baked process. None of that can be used. Okay? None of that can be used. That is according to the humbly position. Sheikh Uthaymeen, he said, to be honest, this is weak. He goes, to be honest, the correct position, and this is, you know, the thing with Sheikh Uthaymeen is that once he's away, he's away. Okay? He says, every single surface upon, every single thing upon the earth can be used. Whether that's dirt, Sand, stones, burnt or unburnt, baked or unbaked, clay, wet or dry, all of it, it can be made tiyammum with. All of it, it can be made tiyammum with. 
Now I have to say it's very difficult to disagree with that. It's going against so many of the, the positions, but actually when you look at them, the evidence is not there. For example, the next one is going to be lahu ghubar. It must have intrinsic dust. So we know by necessity that how can it be having dust if it's wet? But as you're going to see now, Sheikh Uthameen is going to say that there's no evidence whatsoever that it needs to have dust. Okay? So, so because he doesn't see the need for dust, then he's not going to have any problem with water being part of the actual surface. I want to say that the class position, I, I also agree that there is no evidence. And the class position is that actually anything, any kind of surface will be sufficient. And you're going to see the evidences for it. And you will see, well, I've given you evidences that it's not Torah. But now we're going to show that the evidences for it having to have dust is not necessarily a must. However, however, doing it on wet kind of mud and so on and so forth, there's no doubt that you're moving into an area of difference of opinion. Okay? And so therefore, just best to step back there. Okay? But I'm sending you still, regardless, the position of the class is that every surface, wet or dry, bait or not, fish artificial or not, as long as it is on the surface, uh, surface of the earth and it is clean, it is pure, then it can be used for tiyamun. Okay? As for the Hanbalis, they said it must have lahu ghubar, must have intrinsic dust. It is the fourth condition from the conditions of tiyamun. So according to them, if, they doesn't, if it's wet earth, you can't make tiyamun with it at all. Okay? You cannot make tiyamun with it at all. Um... He goes, therefore, think about this. He goes, listen to what the Hanbalis are saying. He goes, if we're walking in a land and it rains and we've got no wudu, okay, and there's not enough water to make wudu with and the whole area is covered by, you know, by, by wetness, we can't even make wudu, we can't even make tiyamun. That's according to them. So everyone will pray without making tiyamun. That's what the Hanbali position is. And what is their evidence? The evidence is actually quite a simple one. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala again in Surah Al-Ma'idah verse 6 says, فَمْسَحُوا بِوُجُوهِكُمْ وَأَيْدِيكُمْ مِنْ يعني منه. Okay, so wipe your faces and your, your, your hands from it. From it. This uh, min is called min لِلطَّبْعِيد The min of division. So it's the min which divides something. So if I say, I want this from that. If I want two answers from you. When I want two answers from you, that suggests that there is the ability to divide the room into answers. Five answers, seven answers possible. I'll take two. It means that the thing itself is divisible. And so therefore, they said that the min means that the dust itself must be, that the, the, the Torah must be divisible. And when you say wipe from it, it is referring to the dust of it. It's referring to the dust of it. You're dividing the actual thing up into parts. If you're going to divide it up into parts, what are you going to divide it up into? And they said naturally it's the, the physical aspect and a dusty kind of whatever that kind, kind of like, uh, whatever it's called. Uh, residue. Uh, what's the, what's the, what's the uh, solid... Kind of, uh, I don't know, what is dust? Solid. Particle. Particle, huh? Airborne particle aspect of it. That's, that's the only evidence they have. They don't have any other evidence uh, at all. And Sheikh Uthameen, he goes, as for, the, as for the correct position, then this is not a condition to have dust. And the evidence for that 
is because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, He said, make tayammum with anything which is upon the earth, which is pure. He did not say anything else. He did not say that it had to have dust, it had to have this, it had to have that. Secondly, the Prophet ﷺ, This is a bit of a, in my opinion, bit weak يعني, position. He said the Prophet ﷺ used to often travel in lands which were full of uh, 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 sand, okay, and in deserts, and those lands that would be, you know, affected by uh, the rain, we have not seen anything from the Prophet ﷺ that he didn't make tayammum because of that. We don't know about it. Yeah, so therefore that's an evidence, okay. Um, he also, another, another very interesting uh, um, uh, evidence as well, Watch, you know, that's looking at someone's thingy. Yes, when someone is writing. Concentrate, yeah, concentrate. Um, another very interesting uh, point that Sheikh Uthameen mentions is that in the same ayah of Tayammum in Surah Nisa, the word min has not even been mentioned at all. Right? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, tayyiban that's it. In Surah Nisa, verse 43, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, just make the tayammum, sa'id and tayyibah, and wipe your hand, face and hands. He didn't even say from it. From it only comes in al-ma'idah. And Surah Nisa was revealed far before al-ma'idah was. So this verse is the actual asal for this. And Surah al-ma'idah, it came afterwards. All right. Another thing is the hadith of Ammar. Hadith Ammar radiallahu anhu narrated by Bukhari that the Prophet sallallahu he hit the uh, earth with his two hands and then he blowed into them. Nafakha fihima. Okay? We're going to learn if I forget that it is a sunnah actually to blow into the hands, to blow away in the hands. Shaykh Uthameen makes a point. He goes that if the dirt, if the dust is a condition, then what's the point of them blowing it away? He goes that definitely that the uh, sign of this is going to go. He goes, and obviously if you are going to wipe and this, that, this is going to drop and you're blowing, it's going to blow away. So he goes, this is clearly not about the dust itself. This is not about the dust itself. He goes, this is a side point here. He goes that of course there's a condition there that the, dirt, that the dust must be permissible. Now you might say, what does permissible dust mean? Permissible dust means that the land where it comes from is not someone with something which is stolen land or land which has been frauded, you know, you know, like people do, yeah, moving posts and things like that, you know, blagging other people basically, you know, jadad kind of things. Packs will know all about that, okay? So um, uh, the question is, is it invalidated? If, for example, you come across a... Um, uh, Let's say that you came across a, uh, you, you had no water, no nothing, and you came across a, a well or, or a pool that was stolen land, okay, or frauded land. Is it permissible for you to make wudu from it? Answer is yes. It is just yani, something which is disliked, okay, but the, the, the actual water in itself for you to use, it itself, there's no evidence that your water would, it would not yani, be correct. It will be correct, okay? All right, good. So that's all that. Any questions on that so far? 
So we're talking about the substance itself. Any questions about substance? Yes. So uh, online as well, Shaza. Before we start the next thing, yeah. Just to be clear, for the young woman, it's not the actual. You don't have to visibly see the dirt on your hand. Correct. It's just the action, isn't it? And according to our class position, I don't want to say that just the action, because clearly Allah Subhanahu wa Taala said that it must be sa'idan and ta'yiban. So there is actually a meaning behind it that we are actually striking something physical that has to be pure so i don't want to turn this into some kind of big mystical metaphorical action which is always the danger when you're kind of like you know when you're trying to respond to people who want dirt and you're saying blowing it off you can go too far and it comes across that actually it's not important anything any old surface can be hit whatever well yes you can do it off a wall this is a natural wall and you can do it off that. Off a painted wall, no problem as well. It will have dust on it. Any surface, wall or floor, wall or floor can be used for tayammum. Doesn't matter whether it is made of gypsum or plaster or cement or clay or pottery or earth, whether it's on the floor or not, wet or not, hot or not, baked or not, stones, sand, mixed or not. There has to be clean and it has to be struck. You are not meant to blow everything off either. It's not an idea that you completely clean your hands. There is no wiping of the hands, for example. There's a strike and it is allowed for you to blow just to get yani, maybe some of the whatever off, the majority of the dirt off. And then it's a wipe of the face. This is coming afterwards. And then a shaking of the, uh, a cleaning of the hands. Okay? That blowing is only a sunnah act. It's an act of the sunnah. That's all. Yeah. To be on the safe side, kind of thing. Well, the the look. There's no doubt. There's no doubt that. Um, and I and I want to want to mention here another point. Not only do we want to move so far that we take all meaning out of the, the the you know we turn the whole thing into a mystical metaphorical thing. Okay. But also we want to remember that there is something special in Torah itself, in Teen itself. Okay, so even though the answer to your question is no, you don't have to go extra super extra to find something mega dusty proper earth, any surface will do, and that's fine. I don't want to belittle earth, <coughs> dirt, turab itself. It has a function in cleaning, there is something any miraculous to it, and so on and so forth. Um, so, uh, in the hadith of the kelb, for example, of the dog in the issue of its qualities with respect to uh, medical treatment, um, its use, for example, in the creation of mankind, shaitan referring to it in contradistinction to being created from fire, and he's created from theme, and so on and so forth. So uh, there is definitely some kind of physical reality to it. You were mentioning it could be any surface, it could be walls, but yes. even floor, marbles, work. Yes. Because a marble or wood or anything, an exposed surface, will have the normal dirt dust. Obviously, if it's absolutely brand spanking new, it doesn't have any kind of thing, then it's not the case. But we're talking erected, normal floor, any surface, any surface. And especially when it's a surface which is a, a, a floor surface, which is then turned into a wall. We have a hadith very, very clear with the Prophet ﷺ, he struck the wall Al-ha'at, yeah, so it is not restricted just to the floor. Okay, yeah. So you know what it does like? Yes, um, yes. Um, yep. 
Well, what we're saying is that the dust is not a condition. So if you're in a desert, you would strike the sand and the sand would be sufficient. If you have makeup on and lose your wudu, we can do TMM without making taking makeup off? I don't know. I'll have to think about that. It's a good question. It's a very good question. It's a very, very, very good question, in fact. Maybe we'll have to get fatal. <coughs> That's it? Yeah? What time is it now, by the way? Okay, so, all right, let's continue then. It's obligations then, huh? It's obligatory actions. Ah, masfuwajhihi wayadehi ila kuraihi. Okay, so number one is wiping the face and then wiping the hands, including the wrists. What is the evidence of that? The evidence is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said. He said, And then wipe your faces and your hands from it. And it is exactly the same as the statement of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when he said, يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا إِذَا كُنْتُمْ إِلَى الصَّلَاةِ فَاغْسِنُوا وَجُوهَكُمْ وَأَيْدِيَكُمْ إِلَى الْمَرَافِقِ All you who believe when you stand for prayer, then wash your faces and your hands until your elbows. The qur, okay, is the wrist, okay? The qur is the wrist. And the evidence that it must be into the wrist is because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, to wipe your hands from it. Hands. Now hands, okay, what did we say about that in when we covered wudu? What's the principle? Elbow when, hands when. What do we understand is being referred to each time? Who can remember the, 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 the rule? Anyone remember the rule? The rule is that the hand only means a hand when it's narrated al-itlaq. When it's narrated in an unspecified way, without any added extra information, then it means right up to the wrist joint, okay? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, of course, وَالسَّارِقُ وَالسَّارِقَةُ فَقَطَعُ أَيْدِيَهُمَا The male thief, the female thief, uh, cut off their hands, and we know that that is from the wrist joint, okay? Just straight, and obviously just above the wrist joint. So we know that that, as, as was practiced, is referring to the word yet. Therefore, yed by its very definition is from the top of the fingers to the wrist. That's what the yed means. If we want the yed to mean anything else, i.e. the arm, which it does in the ayah of wudu, then we need to have an additional qualification, which is what? Ila al-marafiq. So wash the hands up until the elbows. Once we have up until the elbows, then we know that therefore hand here now means the entire arm. Okay? The other evidence, of course, is the hadith of Ammar bin Yasir. Um, where the Prophet Sallallahu said that uh, it is sufficient for you to, to have just done this. And so he hit the, he, this is the Prophet Sallallahu saying to Ammar ibn Yasir, it is sufficient for you to have just done this. And then he struck the earth with both hands once and then he wiped the left then he uh, uh, he wiped his right hand with his left and the palms his face okay and he did not wipe his arms all right sorry that is not that's not part of the hadith okay he were he his right hand over his left and the hands 
um, uh, and the face. So what is the word that has been used here? What is the word which has been used here? Is kafehi. The kaf is referring to the palms. Okay? So the wiping has been restricted to the palms only. And the right over the left, it specifies if the right over the left is being used to wipe and the palms only, then it's referring to the hand in its general sense. And therefore, Sheikh Rathamin said, he goes, he did not mention the uh, elbows uh, uh, or the arms. There are those, some scholars, that did actually say that it is to the elbows. It does go all the way to the elbows. In fact, I remember reading that there were some of the salaf, some of the salaf that would wipe it up to the armpits. They would make tiyamum, they would strike, and they would wipe all the arm right up into the armpits. And that's from, from, from early salaf, okay? Where does the position of wiping from the elbows come from? Actually, uh, let me add that in the Arabic language, the, the qur itself can be used to mean the elbow. That's one point. That's one actual aspect, okay? Uh, the other one, um, and this is the strongest evidence that they have, okay, is that the Prophet ﷺ said, أَتَيَمُّمُ ضَرْبَتَانِ ضَرْبَةٌ لِلْوَجْهِ وَضَرْبَةٌ لِلْيَدَيْنِ إِلَى الْمَرْفَقِينَ That tayammum is two strikings. A striking for the face and a striking for the two hands up to the elbows. This hadith is a very famous one. It is narrated by Imam al qutni and by Imam al-Bayhaqi and Imam al-Haqim. And it was considered weak because of the presence, uh, because uh, it, as stated by Ibn Hajar and by Abdul Haq al-Shbili. And it has many, many roots. All of them have a problem with it. Even though actually Imam al qutni considered this to be an authentic hadith. Okay? Allahu A'lam. Um, Abdul Haq really he said that this hadith is actually a statement of Abdullah ibn Umar. And um, that probably is, is a possibility that this is a statement of the companion as opposed to a position of the Prophet ﷺ. So I want you to know that the hadith itself is weak. Okay? And therefore it cannot be used. The other evidence that they had is that they made t- their qiyas upon wudu. They made an analogy on wudu. They said, this is using a dirt. Wudu, we wash our hands up into our elbows. So therefore we should wipe until our elbows as well. The answer to this is a number of points. Number one, there is no qiyas, no analogy in the issues of uh, when there is a nos. Where there is a text, you can't make qiyas. We can't make an analogy where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has said that wipe your hands. Okay? So in hands here, we can't say hands and hands to their elbows. This must be the elbows. We'll say, but this says hands, this says elbows. We can't make an analogy against anas. The second problem is that actually they're different. One is using water, one is using turab. So this is what we call qiyas al-fariq. There's an actual real difference, and so we cannot apply analogy when there are differences in the actual rulings. You can only apply analogy when everything's exactly the same. They all fulfill the same criteria. If there's something which doesn't fulfill the same criteria, then we cannot then uh, give a ruling on it. Um, and the final one before we break for salah is that the two hands, uh, that the words that have been used in uh, every uh, text, uh, authentic text relating to Tiyamun always refer to it in its absolute sense. No restriction or no specification to the elbows. And so therefore a hand, as we said, when it's being used in its very, very simple sense, it is only then considered its actual size. So 
basically, what, I, what do I want to say? I want to say that the evidence is for it to be known that actually wiping up to the uh, elbows is not established, there's no authentic evidence. Number two, actually striking the ground twice or three times also has no evidence, only once. And number three, the most important lesson from today is that tayammum does not have to be restricted to dirt with dust. It is permissible to use any surface, natural surface, okay? A natural surface which gathers dust in any kind of way. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. Um, in the next lesson, we will continue. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.